Welcome back, Team Resurrected. Hello and welcome to Some Assembly Required, our podcast over here at Waynefleet BIC Church, where we discuss life through the lens of our Anabaptist roots. My name is Julie Adams. I'm your host today. I'm joined by Pastor Pat Hand. Welcome, Pastor Pat. Hey, Julie. Hi, everybody. How are we doing today? Good, good. Yeah. Glad to be back and mm-hmm. uh, to be sharing today. Yeah, yeah, looking forward to it. You betcha. So we are wrapping up our on Living on Purpose series. Yep. Yesterday finished up the uh, series uh, of Living on Purpose, and we will start a new series this yep. coming Sunday uh, called uh, Living in Wholeness. Kind yeah. Of continuing the theme because we're still in chapter five. So looking forward to it. We'll say more about that in a minute. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we finished up the series and I think a very meaningful series as well. Yeah, yeah, it was really good. So we walked through um, First Thessalonians chapters four and five. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it was really great, good, good practical, mm-hmm. practical advice. It was. We, yeah. we live... Um, we live in this time zone between the resurrection yeah. and the uh, imminent return of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so uh, how are we empowered because of the resurrection? And then what is it we should be um, spending our time, spinning our wheels to do in mm-hmm. light of the coming of Jesus? And we want to be ready for that, right? Yeah, for sure. You know? And so I think, yeah, I think it was a very helpful series. And, um, and I think where we're continuing to go will also be very helpful uh, as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, for yeah, sure. Looking forward to it. Yeah. So, you know, yesterday we looked at, um, well, we looked at warnings. Mm-hmm. Uh, the week before, there were some very positive, three positive things that uh, we should be doing in our lives. But they're kind of contingent upon yesterday's message that there's these there there's these warnings that Paul was giving to the church uh, to help them to realize the importance of this idea of living in light of the return of mm-hmm. Christ and and so he's given these pop 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 he's just given these you know rejoice evermore pray without ceasing you know yep. and and in all things give thanks in all circumstances wow you know, those are sermons in themselves. Yeah. But then he, it's kind of contingent upon the passage that we're looking at today and where very simply um, he, he tells us that, well, don't stifle, don't quench the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And then he, he kind of talks about what that, what that would look like or how to avoid it. So I thought maybe we'd take a little bit of time and kind of think about that because we don't hear that expression much. Mm-mm. What does it mean? To quench, you know, it, it's... Um, like to put out? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. It, it would be, it would be uh, don't, don't stifle, don't extinguish, don't, uh, the word quench, don't... Um, you know, don't snuff out. Don't like I think snuff of, out. I think of Survivor when they yeah. do the torch. <laughs> right, right. No, no. This, this is uh, this has more to do with with a, a stifling or a quenching, like pouring water on a fire. Yeah. You know, and so so he he says to the early church. These are rather new believers. He says, "Don't quench the Holy Spirit," and it literally means don't stifle the work 
of the Holy Spirit. You and I can't stop the Holy Spirit. No. But we can stop or hinder the Holy Spirit's ability to work in us. You know, God's a gentleman. He doesn't force himself, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, and so I think it's important that we that we understand that we have this responsibility as believers that it it would be easy for us to miss what God has for us and we end up stifling the ability of the Holy Spirit to work in us. How do we do that? What are some things we do today that yeah, yeah, we and we kind of looked at that. <clears throat> there were there were three or four things there. And on this quenching the Holy Spirit, we have to understand the work of the Holy Spirit for one thing. Um, you know, there's um, there's uh, these two words, uh, indwelled mm-hmm. and um, filled. Okay. They sound similar, right? They are. What's the difference then? Okay. Okay. So what happens when we accept Christ as our Savior? We, um, John talks about this in uh, John chapter 14. (coughs) Excuse me. John chapter 14, he says that the spirit of truth whom the world can't receive, it doesn't know him, it doesn't receive him, but you know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. So when, when a person gives their life to Christ, this supernatural event happens. The Holy Spirit comes to live inside of us. And, uh, and so it is, uh, it's an amazing moment where uh, the, the Lord comes to live literally inside of us. I don't know yeah. where. I don't know where. But we're called the temple of the Holy Spirit, the yeah. dwelling place of the Holy Spirit. And so, so when that happens, it's kind of like we're not in heaven yet, right? So God is giving us a little bit of taste of heaven on earth. Mm -hmm. He gives us the Holy Spirit to give us a a taste of it. And the Holy Spirit is with us Uh, everywhere we go. There's never a place where we lose the Holy Spirit. So what happens, though, there's a difference between being indwelled. Every person who accepts Christ as their Savior is indwelled with the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. But then Paul talks about in Ephesians 5, He talks, um, and he uses a really weird illustration. And here's what he says. Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Don't act thoughtlessly. Understand what the Lord wants you to do. And then he says, this is a weird illustration. Don't be drunk with wine uh, because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Well, what's that look like? Singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourselves, making music to the Lord in your hearts, giving thanks to everything to God uh, the Father in the name of Jesus. So he says, don't be drunk with wine where it controls you, mm-hmm. where, where it even mm. uh, identifies you. You can always tell when somebody's drunk. They yes. slur their words, yeah. they can't walk straight, they laugh out loud, or they cry, or they get mad, or whatever. Well, and he says, don't act thoughtlessly, and often people who are drunk are thoughtless. thoughtless. They yeah. just No filter, right? Yeah. And, and so he's saying, now don't do that. That identifies you. It's controlling you. It's obvious that you're not in control. So he says, all right, so that's what wine can do you. Rather, be filled with the Holy Spirit of God and be identified that way. Yeah. And, and when you're identified, 
by the somebody who's full of the Holy Spirit, it's evident in mm-hmm. how they conduct themselves and what they say and how they say it. Uh, it's evident um, they're able to use the giftings God gives them, and man, just just it just seems like things just flow through them as yeah. they do. It's like that je ne sais quoi they say, yeah. you know, like that like that little something that not that, little but yeah. No, no, no. I think you're right. I, I think you're onto it. I, he says, so just like when you're drunk with wine, you're not in control. So don't be in control of yourself. Let God's Holy Spirit mm. fill you, control you, uh, um, to use you and the giftings that he's given you and to empower you. So it's not you doing it, it's God doing it. Yeah. You know, like when one of us gets up to preach, uh, I, I can tell you that the hope of the team is not you're hearing Pat or Renee or Trevor. We hope that you're, you're hearing God speak to you because of a filling of the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. that we have sought to have before we even present God's Word. And you're like the conduit that it the conduit. flows through. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so that's what he's saying. God wants us to be that conduit. He wants us to be those Spirit-filled believers and what does that look like? Well, they're going to rejoice evermore. Mm-hmm. They're going to pray without ceasing. And they're going to be thankful in all circumstances. Yep. Now, I got to tell you, <laughs> today has not been a great day. Now, I think I think our listeners know we, we tape this. Yes. Our, all right. So, um, so today, I, I get up and I go in to fix my lunch for the office. And uh, Carol's in Ohio, so... Um, so I'm looking for something to scrounge, and, and so I reach in, ooh, and it's not real cold. It's coolish. Yeah. And I went, oh. so So then I, I get on YouTube, and I'm looking at what the problem is. And yep. it's, it's, you know, I'm trying to go out the door. Yeah. And we got food in the refrigerator, but it's I don't have spoiling. time. Spoiling, yep. yeah. So I'm not in a good mood. Oh. And then I come to the office, Uh-oh. and one of the staff had to have a chat with the boss. <laughs> oh no. You know? And uh, because the boss, me, I dropped the ball on something, right? And so, you know, I'm sitting there trying to listen to the staff member and I'm I'm trying to be uh, attentive and in agreement because they were right. They were right, totally right. And um, you know, I don't I didn't sense that I was filled with the Holy Spirit. Does that make sense? Yep. And I think I think we all have days like that, right? We have days where we, we the ugh, the kids are a mess before they yep. go to school, or the 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 car breaks down. Carol called me just a few minutes ago. This added to it that one of the nurses that take care of her parents' cars broken down, and boy, they are essential to daily care, and we may have to leave her yeah. parents' car with them, and I'd have to go get her and drive down there and back in one day. Oh, so, man. so, you know, there's days like that, right? Yes. So can you be filled with the Holy Spirit even though you have those frustrating moments? Well, the answer is yes, mm-hmm. you can. And it, it, is, it is captured in rejoice evermore. Mm-hmm. Pray without ceasing. Yep. And give thanks in all circumstances. So if, if you can have the presence of mind, listeners, to go back to just taking a pause and say, wait a minute. In fact, I said to this staff member, you know what? I, I appreciate what you're saying. It is frustrating. Mm-hmm. 
but at least I'm not one of the 19 yes. parents that lost kids in Texas oh, this yeah. week, right? Yep. It's all perspective, right? That's right. And I think that if we can make ourselves stop and be able to take in that moment and realize, wait a minute, I, all right, God, I'm going to practice this. I'm going to mm-hmm. rejoice and I'm, I'm going to pray. I'm, I'm going to stay in, in communication with you today, even though I don't feel like it. Yep. And I'm going to give thanks mm-hmm. in my circumstances that I have a cotton picking refrigerator and I dropped the ball at work and my wife may have to have me come get her. But you know what? I'm not burying my 10 year old son yeah. or daughter. Yeah. You know, I can give thanks in all circumstances. Mm-hmm. So I think we get the idea of being filled with the Spirit means that you're always in this heavenly attitude. And that's, that's not true. I think, I think it is a matter, it's a conscious decision. God, I really need, I want people to see you, not me today. Yeah. Because if they see me, it's not going to be very nice. No, not going to be pretty Does that sometimes. make sense? Yeah, yeah. That is what the filling of the Holy Spirit is all about. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's a, an incredible thing that he's asking of us there, not to quench the spirit. And, uh, and, and again, it goes back to we, many times we quench the spirit because we're focusing on our mood yeah. or our emotions or our hurts. We're mad at somebody. We got a grudge against somebody. There's no way we can listen to God if we're listening to us. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. And, and so I, I think it's important. And then also, many times we focus on this old world. Yeah. We just get caught up in commercialism, consumerism. Yep. We get caught up in our daily grind and schedule and, and don't allow any margin to have God in it. Yeah. And, and we, we do those things and we miss out and we have to stop. And we just, we have to do business as believers. God, I want to stop right here. Mm-hmm. And Lord what a frustration this is. I, I just assumed my kids were in their room for the rest of their life. <laughs> but you know what? I'm going to say, um, okay, I'm going to rejoice evermore. I'm glad mm-hmm. my kids are here. Yes. You know, and I'm going to pray and talk to you in and out during the day today because I'm really going to need you. And I'm going to give thanks in all circumstances that my loud kids who drive me crazy are alive and healthy and mm-hmm. whole. Yep. You know, using that for an example. Yeah. So I, I think that's important. You got to stop a moment. You have to examine. You have to think, I cannot let this day spiral. No. And it, it takes some discipline to say, mm-hmm. wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm a believer. The Lord lives in me. I want him to operate. I don't want to quench his working through me today. I find especially when you get a little off track, it's yeah. easy to continue on that Ooh. trajectory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I think that's true. And, um, and I think also we got to be careful because I think Satan can be so, so tricky. Yeah. He can be so, he's such Sneaky. a counterfeiter, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, uh, the, the Bible talks about this in second Corinthians, even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. Mm-hmm. So it's no wonder that his servants also disguise themselves as servants of righteousness. In the end, they'll get their punishment. But the fact is, he, he can come across as somebody who is uh, worthy of listening to yeah, and following. Absolutely. And it can be a counterfeit gospel. Yes. It's, uh, it can be difficult to spot truth mm. sometimes. Like, For sure. um, 
I know when bank tellers, when they are, they go through training on how to recognize fake money, Mm -hmm. but they don't study the fake money. They study the real money so that they can know what's real. And when you know what's true and what's right, then you recognize, then you recognize the counterfeit. Oh man. Yeah. Well, that'll preach, won't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's true. Uh, the The bank people spend a lot of time uh, looking at the feel of it yeah. and where everything is and the crispness the of the, and the color. Mm-hmm. And if they understand what the real looks like, then they can spot a counterfeit every time. Yes. Right? Yep. And so I think we have to do the same thing because Satan's counterfeits are saying things to us like, uh, do what your heart tells you. Yep. Well, it sounds good, doesn't it? Yeah. Sounds romantic, and it sounds like taking life by the... Follow your heart. Yeah. Yeah. Follow your heart. Yeah. That's a false gospel. Mm -hmm. In fact, if anything, the Bible says just the opposite of that. Yes, because our thoughts and our feelings are not truths. Yeah, that's right. We learned that months ago, right? And and we did. Mm -hmm. Just because we think something or feel something doesn't mean it's true. And, mm-hmm. and so we have to remind ourselves of that. And so it's important for us not to be drawn into the false gospel narrative mm-hmm. that is so evident out there. And so when your favorite celebrity is, is saying, my body, my decision, and, and when somebody yep. else is saying, hey, go follow your heart. Hey, mm-hmm. if it feels good, do it. You know, yep. how can God be mad at you for that? You know, I, I, think, I think we have to stop and say, wait a minute. All right, so what is the true narrative? Mm-hmm. And if we understand and study the true narrative, then when we hear the false narrative, we recognize okay. it as counterfeit. Yes. Yeah, and, like I don't know if you remember, Renee told this story ages ago, but just of um, talking to a friend and having her, her have doubts or something. It was yes. something along those lines That's and her right. saying to them, you know, would God talk to you that way? Right. And, and then it's easy once you know how God would or would not talk to you. Very true. That's a great example. And I'm just thinking there's a listener there today who maybe you've heard some false narratives Mm -hmm. and they sound so good. And I encourage you, the Bible says we should examine. Um, In fact, Paul talked about the believers in the city of Berea. He called them Bereans because they would sit down and open up uh, the parchments and listen to Paul with, in essence, the Bible on their lap. You know, they didn't just take Paul's word for it. Yeah. And and I think that's important. Do I want to be trusted as a pastor? Well, yeah, yeah. I do. But I'm going to tell you something. Even pastors can get it wrong. Mm-hmm. And 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 so you can have somebody in the pulpit. Uh, my years ago, my dad had a guy in the pulpit that was supposed to be this this great Christian, and when he got up and started talking. It was obvious that the guy wasn't even a believer. Oh. Now, Dad thought he had done his homework on this yeah. guy. And, um, and he had a great story to tell. He had been, he had been kidnapped by terrorists and stuff, and, and that he had used the Bible to get through his time there. Well, he, yeah, he didn't have anything else to read. Yeah. And so, <laughs> oh, dear. So, so the guy wasn't... The guy wasn't a believer. Yeah. You know, now that was, you know, that was regrettable. Mm-hmm. But the, the point is, as soon as you heard him speak, those who knew truth, had read and studied truth, they knew, oh, 
that's not right. It's a counterfeit. It's yeah. a counterfeit. And so to the listener today, as we finish up, can I tell you, God loves you. And he wants not only to indwell you, he wants to fill you for his service. Mm-hmm. He wants to use the giftings he's given you. And, and God wants you to be able to tell truth from error. Mm-hmm. And he wants you to be able to uh, spot the fake. Yep. And so I think it's important today as we close out that, hey, God wants to use us. He's coming soon. Let's keep our eyes on him and not yep. the world. Let's keep our eyes on him and not whew, the frustrations that we go through here on this earth. Yes. Um, let's keep our eyes on him, the author and finisher of our faith. So I think that's enough for one day. I think so. What have we got for June, Pat? We're looking forward mm-hmm. to uh, our wholeness. We yeah. are. And, and I'm, I'm excited about this because in verse 23, it says, I pray that you present your body, soul, and spirit blameless, mm. not perfect, blameless unto the Lord Jesus Christ before his coming. And so we're going to be looking at what can we do? What, what does wholeness mean? What is the shalom of our life? Mm. And that is physical health, mental health, you know, emotional health. Yep. And uh, this idea of our spiritual health, knowing Christ is our Savior, growing in the Lord. And um, so we're going we're gonna to spend the month talking about these uh, three principles. Awesome. We've got a lot more information um, coming out on our website and in emails about different events and um, activities we've got coming up. So head over to waynefleetbic.info, check out the calendar. And if you are not, don't receive our emails regularly, send us an email and we'll get you on the list so that you um, are up to date and in the loop and know what's going on. And, um, you can email the office, office at waynefleetbic.com. Or if you'd like to get in touch with Pat, Pat can help get you on the email list or mm-hmm. he can chat with you. Um, anything, Anytime you want to talk, you can get in touch with him and it's pat at waynefleetbic.com. Our email addresses are so easy. And if they you'd like are. to reach me, it's julie at waynefleetbic.com. Yep. So thank you for tuning in and we look forward to connecting with you again next week. Hey, have a great week and you are loved.